Oh, I, I had I had no doubt that you had some kind of dairy alternative going or something. That wasn't I, even the question. I do have almond milk. Knew it. I've yeah. been on a real ice cream. And I have coconut milk. It has more MCT in it. I mean, I, I, I hate to be MCT that guy, one. but my girlfriend is a nutritionist. Nice. So nice. She's, that's where all of this knowledge comes from. I was she, eating hot she dig the almond? She, she pro almond milk? Pot. Everybody has survived for at least one year of their life on Hot Pockets. We've all decided that John is 76 years old, too. <laughs> He's an old soul. Yeah. That guy who's... That's right. Never ages. He's well-preserved. Creepily, like uh, like that dad from Back to the Future, who's <laughs> older than Michael or younger than Michael J. Fox. You got the... Yeah. Uh, he stayed 31. You got the Benjamin yeah. Button. Same guy. Right. Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Love that movie. Hit the record. Let's do this, bitch. Aren't you about tired of listening to sports shows with all the woke bullshit? So are we. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. And now, here's Eric, Angela, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I am your host. Glad to have you with us. And thank you for those reviews. A lot to get to this evening. So let's get started. Chris is here as always, keeping the engine going, spraying carb cleaner in there, whatever has to be done. John is here in a very stylish shirt, directly from the Rockies, uh, right down the street from Sean Payton. Angela's here in her artsy sports nook. And Coach is back. New segment got 44 seconds with coach in the rundown today that's the reason enough to stay tuned coach you had a massive grass fire down there shout out skip and Lori who survived the inferno thank god how are you doing did you have any smoke rolling through your town there uh no a lot of dust that was that was north oklahoma city i, I will say you know chris's chris's folks were right in there and um you know i was glad to see that that they made it out okay and everything was good uh, a couple of people that didn't um you know, some some really great people, uh, Gloria and Audie Aiken, they lost everything. Their house burnt to the ground. Um, they essentially have nothing. Um, I got off the phone with Audie about an hour ago, and he was just, it was literally, I mean, and this wow. is a guy, a guy that never has uh, a lack of things to say, and he really didn't have much to say at all. He didn't even know where to start to even try to figure out um, what what he needed. I will tell you that his family has set up a GoFundMe page. Uh, it's Gloria and Audie Aiken, A-I-T-K-E-N. Um, if, if, if you are uh, one of those people um, that can help, go, go, on, the, go on the GoFundMe and, and help. Um, you know, that, like I said, they, they've lost. Is that lost, Brandon's parents? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. They lost everything and... Uh, I have uh, had a Milwaukee's best with that guy more than once uh, on on numerous occasions over some serious things. He's he's helped me through a lot. So uh, if you're in a position to help, go on uh, the GoFundMe and find them. Gloria and Audie Aiken. Those are just good old people. Those are good great people there. Great salt of the earth. Yep. Had a great kids. They had a little acreage there. You know, a house they've lived in for the last forty years. Maybe maybe longer, and it, it literally it burnt every bit of it to the ground. House, shop, everything. They lost cars. They lost everything they had. So Damn. go yep, on and help. Fixed, in, fixed income. Yep. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Get out there and lend a hand. Yeah, that's, that's a that's I'm a different saying. deal for fixed income. If t- tornado came through and wiped out everything I had, I'd be like, sweet, just give me the check, and I'll just get all new stuff. Because as a millennial who's moved seventeen times, you can pretty much pack everything. Uh, I own in a in a U-Haul, but you know, for somebody who's older, it's just a different. Well, these different farms, these Holy farms and ranches and acreages, they've been passed on for generations. Yeah, yeah. that's that's terrible. Uh, yeah. Well, and he, uh, I mean, generation that actually owns stuff. Yeah. That's sad. 
and, and, and it's, I mean, those, those, like I said, you couldn't find better people that have really literally put, I mean, to kind of put this in perspective, me and Brandon were roommates in college, played, played football together in college. Um, we lived together for about two, three years there. And, uh, you know, he, he's got, he's, he has two, a younger brother and sister who are grown now. And, and they just, I mean, anything you can do to help them, it'd be great. And I'm, I'll put it on, uh, on Facebook. I'll put the GoFundMe on Facebook. Uh, Eric will put it in the uh, description on Spotify, Apple, and all that in the podcast, too. So Perfect. If, Thank if you, you're on the, If you're listening to this podcast, click on the description. It'll be there. It'll be in there. Absolutely. It'll be underneath. Dumb phones are coming back. For you uh, For you kids who don't know, the touchscreen was not always the way. We once used to uh, use phones to mostly call or voice chat with people gen z is wise enough now to understand we're just monkeys who evolved for uh maybe a minute a relative to the entire earth's existence and our stupid brains are no match for a billion dollar tech company hell-bent on worldwide screen addiction the only way forward is back you can't be addicted to something you don't have i found an article that says these flip phones and old Nokia's are on the rise, uh, popularized in the late nineties and early two thousands. Flip phones were trendy for their compact design, a fraction of the size of the chunky brick phones. Oh, you kids don't know nothing about those brick phones. <laughs> and they offered a satisfying closure when you hung up a call. That was nice. Oh yeah. That was nice. I do miss the snapshot when you, <laughs> when you're good and pissed. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I broke one or one or two of those on the dash. <laughs> well, you tried to. I mean, they were somewhat well, indestructible. That's, that's just it. I mean, and, and, and <laughs> if you back. did, if you did break one, seventy-five bucks, brand yeah. new, yeah. gold, <laughs> gold colored, yeah. snake, everything you need on there. Yeah, the picture <laughs> quality sucked, and you had to press seven four times to get an S. But we survived and communicated just fine. So why are we doing this? Well, USA Today says that thanks to many high-tech profile, high-profile TikTok personalities talking about flip phones, the hashtag bring back flip phones has more than 25 million views on the social media platform, along with other related trending hashtags such as Y2K aesthetic. These kids love the word aesthetic. My daughter says it all the time. I think they just sound smart when they say it. It's a whole industry now. You can be an esthetician. Right. It's just right, which is totally yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and scoff because it nope, should be scoffed at. <laughs> <laughs> While uh they don't have sales data yet, Google tells USA today the searches for flip phones have increased over 140% in the past five years. Robots are coming, get off the grid. That's the message. They're taking okay. your brain over. I like it. I not- I've always had a little bit of faith in humanity because I think We've been through a lot, you know, in the last couple hundred years with technology. There always seems to be a correction. And I think TikTok, I mean, just look at tech TikTok for 10 seconds and you'll just cringe. It, we've we're flying a little too close to the sun. Um, and I'm I've always been tempted to write an article called The 2007 Man, which is if you were to live exactly like 2007, which is when I graduated high school, I feel like that was the pinnacle of you got what you wanted out of technology and nothing more. Like people didn't take their phones to classes. It was just in your locker. You had it after school. You called mom and dad if you needed a ride or something like that. You could text your friends, but again, you got to hit seven, four times to get a T or whatever. <laughs> so you only really used it when you needed to. Um, and I think uh, people want to revert back to that because it was still useful, but it wasn't time consuming and mind consuming. Yeah, right. it was a nice little natural governor. I think now the, the AI has gotten far enough where Elon and all the AI nerds have gotten together and said, let's just push pause on this for six months and see what we got here because we're pretty sure we're about to build a robot that just kills us all. So hopefully we swing the pendulum back just a little bit, stay human beings. Speaking of human beings, I mean, that's not the greatest segue, but this is an interesting human being. The LSU women's uh coach they made the well actually they won the championship did they not they did merely moments ago go tigers (laughs) uh have you seen the coach kim mulkey she's got a wardrobe that would that rick flair would be jealous of i have uh 
<laughs> got some things to say about that. Me I don't too. Know how to share. Uh, I've had my opinion movie. pivot on her in the last twenty minutes, actually. <laughs> but if you watch, got... she was a psychopath on the sidelines. I mean, she's shoving the ref. Like the she got up in the ref's face and he kind of gave her a stiff arm and she just like took a whack at him like old lady with the purse who's just like don't grope me and, and then whacks him. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. I think she looks like Cuban Pete from uh, the mask movie. <laughs> her big Cuban huge Pete. sleeves. <laughs> all right, Cuban Pete. That's a new one. I know. I was like, all I see is big sleeves and a little bit of attitude. So. That's my opinion. <laughs> okay, so so that whole stick with the whole outfits and stuff, that's new. And and here's the deal. Um, when when she was at Baylor, which people forget that she coached before she was at LSU, she was at Baylor. She was a great coach. However, she played second fiddle in the Big 12 to a lady named Sherry Cole, who is um, beautiful. I mean, she is a beautiful woman. And I will say that in any, any – uh, any public forum. She's a beautiful lady uh, inside and out. She played second fiddle to her and was always like, uh, you know, and, and they played second fiddle to OU a lot during Sherry Cole's tenure in, in um, at Oklahoma. But my, my point is this, she left Baylor. She made a, she made a program there and it was really good. And Baylor was a top notch program. She was a great coach, but she was always, um, uh, made fun of and ridiculed for for quite honestly being unattractive. And then she made her way to LSU because obviously she built a powerhouse at Baylor and LSU paid her the most money. So she went to LSU and now all of a sudden she's come up with this stylish wardrobe. I, I believe it's to take away <laughs> whoa, from whoa, the future. Whoa, 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 stylish? I mean, she's peacocking. Up there. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Peacocking. But, uh, but like I said, uh, I, I believe John's to, right. <laughs> I believe it's to take away from the the terrible looking face. I mean, and and <laughs> I, I'm just saying she's she's not an attractive lady. So you know, I mean, when you have to do what you have to do, I, and, and my hats off to her for trying to do something different. But you can only do with so much with what she's dealt with, and she's uh, she looks like uh, a mud fence. So. Do you think she's like was catching flack and hearing it about how she isn't super attractive? And she was like, Oh, you want that? Here you go. And it's just like playing it I, up. And I being- honestly think it's more of, you know, now that I'm successful and now that I'm, I'm, I'm at the pinnacle of, of this, I'm going to take this thing out and see what she'll do. Like, Rest like I'm going to push it to the, the extreme. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because nobody pays attention if you wear that kind of stuff in Baylor, you know, in Waco, you know, and, and that wasn't going on for years. And she had, she had some teams. I mean, she, I think she won a national title at Baylor. They said this was her fourth. So I she mean, had Brittany Griner, didn't she? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that'll, she, that'll win you three. That'll do it. That'll do <laughs> it. They were, she was getting dragged in the media because she was, you know, suspiciously yes. silent about the Griner thing. I was looking up. Because full disclosure, I was trying to find a picture of her from maybe back in the '90s where she was attractive, and I unsuccessful. Yeah, she yeah, had a short hair phase. That. Yeah, she went through a short hair mullet phase that was yeah. just really a nightmare. She looked a um, little bit like Owen Hart. Um, but yeah, so. yes, uh, yeah, yeah Owen Hart was shallow. Yeah, Can I just say that I got a phone call today from a buddy? And he was like, did you see what she's wearing? And I said, yeah. And he goes, but I bet if you take that makeup off, she looks really attractive. No, just the he, opposite. Now he thinks she's hot. She said, he said that. I think, I think she's still got it. Woo. I don't know. I don't know. To you me, she just looks like every, every other women's coach out there. I, I don't have an opinion on how attractive she is, but mm-hmm. I do. No, it's the same look. You see it at the Walmart greeter. Or uh, women's basketball college. It's just middle-aged woman. That's the same. You got, you got, yep. the, you got the suburban haircut. Not um, every middle-aged woman looks like that. I no. Regardless <laughs> of all that, um, that's not middle-aged. She, <laughs> How old is she? I have nothing about about that. Anymore. We need to find know. that out. She's in her sixties, probably. We'll find out. We'll Google it. If she's if she's a smoker, she might be in her forties. She's, she's a smoker. Virginia Slims girl for sure. <laughs> she's There's not, no she's way she didn't do Virginia Slims ads. Only on a Friday night. And her the first time she won a championship. I guarantee you there's a you've come a long way, baby. Ad with her <laughs> there you go. puffing a grit. There it is. Um, 
This year's women's 60. tournament. She's 60. 60. 60. I said it. I said He's old. I'm 60. Old. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic ass. I'm a woman. I'm 60. <laughs> Talk to me. I can kick. Yeah, I kick. I'm 40. Let's I'm 50. Yeah. This year's women's tournament has been incredibly successful with TV ratings, ticket sales, merchandise, media coverage. Tickets to the championship game were starting at $858 American after um, fees on StubHub. So probably like $460. And then by the time you're done, it's yeah. $858. Um, <laughs> Iowa's Caitlin Clark has been the star of this year's big dance. Saved her best game for the Elite Eight. She had a 40-point triple-double. The first one in NCAA tournament history, men's or women's, so in Iowa's win over Louisville to make their first Final Four since 93. Um, if you want to judge all this through NCAA women's basketball ratings, viewers ultimately tuned in to watch the matchup on ESPN in greater numbers than any NBA game the network has aired throughout the 22-23 season. I believe it. It was more entertaining. I, I watched it, then went for a bike ride, but... Um, I watched the majority of it and came back and caught the end. And the first half, I, I think uh, I missed the part where Baylor really pulled away. But the first half, good, just good basketball. I was surprised at some of the passes getting made because you don't see that. Certainly don't see it in the NBA. Uh, it was better than any NBA game I've seen this year. Yeah, there's a lot more assists on the basket. And they get after it. It was a dogfight. I saw so many positive reviews. A lot of NBA players tweeting about how good the basketball has been. Yeah. So it was a I good mean, game. Yeah, you can't be wrong. I had a De'Aaron Fox thing that would fit in here real nice. De'Aaron Fox can't watch college basketball. Um, this is from sportskeeda.com. During a recent media scrum, Fox criticized NCAA basketball across the board. From the skill level of players to the officiating, he said, quote, I can't watch a full college game. It's hard. The shot making is not at the pro level. The refs are bad. A lot of coaching is really bad. I can't stand it. I think you got some balls saying that when you play in the National Basketball Association. Yeah, the NBA has the worst product of any professional sport right now. But not the worst marketed. Right. Not the no. worst marketed. It's yeah. the opposite of hockey. It's it's really wonderfully marketed. They're going to start a play-in tournament next year. They're now they're forcing players if they want to win an MVP or All Defensive Team, they have to play sixty-three games. Some that's not that many. Um, no, but they 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 are actively marketing or morphing the game to be more of a product. But the product is is not very good. People don't care, including the players, for half the games. Right. It's terrible. Like, you tune in and you watch, <clears throat> and it's just uh, there's jersey swaps at the end that people are more passionate about than what actually happened in the game. <laughs> there's far too many. Far too many games. Yeah. yeah. It should be a sprint from, I don't know, after the Super Bowl to midsummer. I totally agree. Yep. I saw you can absolutely you can absolutely open the NBA season on the day after Christmas or even Christmas Day. That's when most people begin watching. Yeah, yeah. that's me and you. Just start at ten. Yeah, I saw a dad and his kid holding up a sign that said something like five hundred dollars for two tickets, and uh, you know, load management. Thanks a lot. Something along yeah. those lines. Like you know, you pay, you buy those tickets, you expect you're going to see Giannis, you're going to see Steph Curry out there. Yeah. Not if not if he had a late one last night, or if he played the game before, because you can't play a back-to-back -back situation. That just that's not possible anymore. I don't know. Whatever. On to a better sport. Opening day numbers. This is exciting stuff. Here's some opening day comparisons. Stolen bases last year. Opening day, four caught stealing, five stolen bases, fifty-six percent success rate. Awesome. This year's opening day, twenty-one stolen bases. Two caught stealing for a 91% success rate. Wow. This is going to be fun. We might be yeah, about to have the greatest season of all time. I'm all about it. That's awesome. If they could just freaking put Otani on TV for the love of God. For the love of God. Gosh. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> like the most I've ever watched those guys play in their entire career. Are you John muted? 
was on the base was on the baseball world class. I think you're muted. Classic, yeah. Oh, you're not. Okay, I'm picking it up. I, I hear up. what he's saying. Um, yeah, I mean, the games are going to be much better. They're what twenty minutes shorter now. It's great. More stolen bases. Thank you, Theo Epstein. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for pushing it so far that we had to correct it. Banning the shift. I I, I hated the shift. I Me don't know too. who liked the shift other than baseball managers. So bad. Yeah. So this is going to be a good year of baseball. Gutekunst at the owners meeting. Gutekunst was asked uh, about Aaron Rodgers. As you know, Rodgers was on sure the Pat McAfee show after he and he said that he emerged from the darkness after five days, which is debatable, to find the team was shopping him around the league. General Manager Brian Gutekunst was asked about this recently at the owners' meetings, and he had a little bit different take on the story. Uh, he said that they tried to call. Saw we this. Um, I mean, I expected it to play out like this. I guarantee you, I, I Rogers is lying. He's right creating this whole narrative, and he's just burning bridges. Of course, he I is. don't think he's even telling the truth about how many days he was in the dark. <laughs> he's probably been in the dark his whole life. Apparently, the way that he acts. Yeah. And then uh, the one thing we, you know, the one screenshot we see from Schefter was just Rogers saying. Lose my number. Nice try, though. Right. So, but it was a joke, Eric. Don't you know? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was oh. a joke. It's all in good fun. Right. <laughs> well, with Aaron, you never know. He just changes his story, or he makes something up, or he's past. He's like that passive aggressive girlfriend that you had one time. Yep. And everything you say, if you if you say, "Well, that was rude." No, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. You're uh, reading into it too. It's like, just that. shut up and Sweet. say what you mean. Just shut up yeah. and go to the damn Jets. Let's be done with this. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I was over this before the season ended. I'm, yeah. I, I hate this. Like, I hate it. I we did this last year. It, it, yeah. it yeah. makes my stomach hurt thinking about this dude. And it's making me, it literally has made me go from a fan of his to hating him. Like, I hate the guy now. Yeah. I hate seeing his ugly, smug little face on TV. I hate seeing people talk about him. I don't, I just, the whole deal sucks. It yep. sucks. And and it's, it's bad for the organization. It's bad for him. It's bad for the terrible jets. I mean, just do it and be done with it. I mean, or, or not, you know, I mean, at this point, I think it would be great if green Bay went, <laughs> we're not doing shit. Mm -hmm. Dust off your green and gold or retire. I mean, <laughs> yep that's exactly that's what i would say and and that's then i would say nice, oh yeah and we're not building you shit either because we're going to go into a rebuilding phase and you're benched yep, yep. <laughs> oh that would be that would be that awesome. would be so good <laughs> well listen to goody and you tell me if he called him a liar or not after he you know said everything he did a couple years ago and he comes out a couple weeks ago and says you basically went behind his back to shop him and he didn't seem too pleased from your perspective how did the last couple months kind of transpired. Yeah, I didn't really take his comments like that, and it's certainly not true. I mean, I think, you know, as we got out of the off season or after the season, and we, we had a good conversation, um, and then you know we're, we're going to have some follow up conversations, and our inability to reach him or for him to respond in any way, I think at that point, then we just kind of had to we had to I had to do my job and kind of reach out and understanding that a trade could be possible, uh, and see who was interested. But the shopping was never really. So, so when you gave him that contract extension, you've said publicly your intention was for him to not just play last season, to play beyond right. that. At what point did it shift to, okay, we need to move on? Yeah, I think so. I think obviously it was a disappointing season, right? And you come out of the season, you have a lot of conversations not only with Aaron, but with uh, the rest of the team, coaches and everybody. And as you go through that process, you kind of get an idea of where you're going to move to, you know, as a team, how you're going to go forward. And I think I was really looking forward to the conversations with Aaron to see how he fit into that. Uh, those never transpired. So, you know, there, there came a time where we kind of had to we had to make some you know decisions. So we went through his representatives to try to kind of talk to him where we were going with our team. And at that point, um, you know, they informed us they would like to, to be traded to the Jets. So but you just said you, you did try and reach out to have those conversations. Oh, yeah, said. yeah. So by the time they actually did get a hold of him, he said, huh, no, I don't want to play. I don't think he ever wanted to play. I don't think they wanted him back. I think they're both looking for reasons to make it look like the other party's fault. But believe it or not, Aaron Rodgers and his uncertain future weren't the only things on the docket at the NFL owners meetings. 
here's some of the proposed rule changes. Any rule must be approved by 24 owners or 75% of the league. These motherfuckers are coming for the kicking game. They want it dead, gone, out of the game. These suits are trying to take the foot out of football. On punts, they <laughs> want to put the ball on the 25-yard line whenever there's a fair catch on free kicks or kickoffs. They want to have the option to run a fourth and 20 play in lieu of a punt. It's all about disincentivizing the kicking game and the return game. They also want to change the definition of launching from two feet off the ground to one foot off the ground. So what coach everything and anything can be determined as launching. Then not every change is good. Not every change is good. I mean, you know, baseball, baseball got it, you know, got some things right. They got some things right, but that's, that's, they went through a lot of crap to get things right. And, and I don't understand this. I mean, you're not, you can't make the game. I mean, just make it flag football if that's what we're going to. If that's where, if that's where we're headed, you're trying to make everybody, you know, um, you know, you're trying to take the contact and 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 the violence out of the game. Uh, you know, and, and I understand the kicking game is 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 where a lot of those uh, horrendous collisions happen. Kickoff, kickoff, return. Um, you know, punt, punt, return because you have these skilled athletes traveling at, 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 at high rates of speed and running into each other. I understand the, the philosophy behind it, but I mean, at some point you're going to have to accept that this is a violent game. I mean, you can't take it out of it. You can't, or, or, or you can insistify the game to the point where we're just playing flag football. Some people I, think, I wonder if let's sorry, go ahead, Eric. No, that's all. <laughs> that they'll come after extra men and it's unsafe to blitz. They feel like that's I, the next thing. I think a lot of this is also in relation and very much has to do with the fact that they're adding another game and now they've added the possibility that you'll play two short week games. Yeah. And which, which by doing after. that, then you need to make sure you're not getting players injured. So you water down the product on the field so that they're not, they're not having those high collisions. I, I did I they talk to the, the NBA? Key. Is this the NBA's? I mean, this it's, is what happened, right? We just talked management. about this. Absolutely, yeah. it's a version of load management. They're watering down the game. They take out the hand checking. They don't let you hard foul anymore. The game completely looks different. The than the beer lamb, Bill and beer Pistons to today's Golden. Look at State all the Warriors. major injuries that happened this past year. Was it during kickoff returns? Well, yeah, all the major ones are because Tua Tungvaloa cannot right. fall. He doesn't know. Yeah. How to fall. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why people think the, the blitz is at risk, you know, an unblocked. Well, and, and, and I will tell you this, that, that that is a step in the wrong direction. Oh. You, you cannot handicap a defense like that. I mean, you cannot. You know, you're It'll taking be like away. arena football. That's exactly be, right. 160 to 270. It, what, it, what is that? There will be no defense. But they don't care. And they've, Look at last right. year. How many? How go. many weeks did we they say? Well, this week kind of sucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't care. They haven't All addressed. Right. Well, the, if it's going to suck, ramp up the offense. And you they're know, and, then, and and they're going to as long as they're making billions with a B every year, and people are playing pl- fantasy football, wanting to see uh, offenses score. I mean. That that's that's the name of the game now, and the game is changing towards that, and and it, it just sucks because it, it is. I I believe it's a sissification of the game. Yeah, sure. If Other they thing- said about player safety, they wouldn't keep adding games. End of story. Well, it's- and I don't know. I I mean, I don't understand how. I mean, that's not in the conversation of instead of okay, instead of taking away things to help players be safer. How about we look into some real issues like the whole sweeping of the rug under the uh, of the, the 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 Tua incident that just magically disappeared from the media after that guy was cleared when he somehow shouldn't have been and 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 everybody mm-hmm. could see that but this 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 doctor and 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 they literally slap a guy you know on the wrist and just move on it's just don't don't change the game just. You know, I'm I'm for making things safer, but don't change the game. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. Other things that are on the on the docket. Well, they didn't address the scrum. They're going to let them still run the rugby scrum where everybody can break their neck. But we care about player safety. Will's here. Top of the evening, Will. 
We're hey, well, through, uh, up, Will? some of the rule changes, the proposed rule changes. Oh, in the NFL? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of like some of the stuff that they're doing. I don't know what you guys have been talking about, but uh, yeah, I, th- I like uh, I like the whole. I actually think it's great. The roster, one of the big ones, uh, you don't have to cut players each week. You can cut everyone all the way at the end, so you can hold 90 all the way through uh, the uh, preseason. I think that's great for teams. Yeah. I like it. I like the How's zero. Doing? We can wear oh. zero now. Good. <laughs> I was just telling Chris last night. I'm like, man, I miss everyone. I feel like it's been like two weeks. It feels like forever. I'm like, <laughs> I miss Eric. I miss Coach. I miss Angela, John, everyone. I'm like, I, I feel like I haven't been on a show with you guys in a while. And it's honestly only been like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Will, like we're that. we're ruminating on the angst of some of the rule changes in the NFL. You know, I I kind of threw it out in the text chain earlier this week about getting people flexed into Thursday. Um, I saw that. Uh, I actually did listen to that Theo Vaughn podcast with George Kittle, where he talks about he didn't even feel normal until Thursday. It seems like a little bit Darth Vader-ish uh, to, to do that, especially when fans pay for, for the tickets and stuff and, and maybe their game gets flexed out. It's, it, I think that's a big one. And then some of the, the targeting or, or what, what coach was hitting on. I think we were a little angsty, but if you've got some rules that you like, let's, uh, let's hear them. Well, going to the, the Thursday night stuff, uh, I, I'm not in favor of the flexing per se, but I do like that they are allowing teams to have more than one Thursday night football game so they can have up to two now. And, because the caveat to that is they said, and it's not just Thursday night, they said all primetime spots. They're saying teams are not guaranteed to get a primetime game, which I like because that means you got to be good. That means we're not going to get it as fans, as consumers. We're not going to get a shitty Thursday night football game, Monday night football game, Sunday night football game, because they can flex them out a little bit. They um, might if half the starters are out. That's true. I mean, there's that. But I do like the fact that they have two Thursday night games because, I mean, the players, obviously, I understand what they're saying. They're like, oh, we, you know, it's bad enough with one short week and whatnot. But like the NFL is going to do this in a smart way. You might you're going to have your one normal Thursday night game where it's going to be a short week for you. But if you have a second Thursday night game, they can plan it out so well. So let's say you're one of the teams that has the unfortunate like late year buy. So you you have your buy in week 13 or 14, let's say. Well, then let's say you have your Thursday night game uh, week six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. So then that way you get a mini buy after your Thursday night game. You know, you get 10 days off. Then you don't have your second Thursday night game until after your your buy. So that way you have your buy week. And then you'll play your Thursday night, your second Thursday night game. So you'll already be rested. And then you're going to get an extra 10 days after that second Thursday night game. I think the NFL, I hope they play it smart. I think they can do it right if they plan it out like that and give those players where you can still focus on player safety and still get that second Thursday night football game in. That way we actually get great Thursday night football games and not just, Hey, we have to play these teams here because everyone's got to play one and and just a poor product on some Thursday night games. I think they can do it right. We'll see if they, if they actually do it. I think this just, I'm, it brings out my anti Thursday night football side essentially. Like I love it in the beginning of the year, by the end of the season, I'm like, why do we do this? I would take Thursday night football to a wooded area and put one behind its ear. Like Syl did Adriana. Then give it more power. I think it makes me mad because I know that Jeff Bezos is behind this, and he Amazon's yeah. like we need right. we want better games. If we're gonna pay you this amount of money, this is gonna have to change. And so one dude like that that just comes in and changes the rules in the NFL. I I hate that. It's just all it's all money. Yeah, right. I have misgivings because I don't even think we know exactly the effects of a 17 game schedule yet. And they're already talking maybe two shortened weeks. Science is settled, John. You don't yeah. need time. <laughs> There's that's loaded, but what are you talking about? What might happen down the road? We already I, know. I just feel like in the name of a good product, I'm all for it, but you're starting to hear more and more players come out and say like, this is brutal. With so. all due respect, John, <laughs> the science is settled. Okay. I just oh, feel like. Never mind. Withdrawn. If you cared about everyone else, 
you would like Thursday night football. I think it reeks of greed. I will say that. You too. Yeah. But if it it puts out good product and the players can recover and we can (laughs) see good quality football at the end of the year. I am product. I am for it. (laughs) Is it just me or does it seem weird too that they have, at least I know this past season, and I don't know what they're going to do going forward. We'll see how the holidays play out. But there was a lot of Saturday games at the end of this year. You know what I mean? Like there was... Mm -hmm. Well, I like I can, that. I like it because as a consumer, I get football like all week long. But I, I was just shocked at how many down the stretch Saturday games there were. Um, I don't know what the the deal with that is like going forward, if that's planned or whatnot. But we'll see. But I, I you know, I think I think they did did some good things um, with the rules and whatnot, and and, and you know the proposals. I got to go back through and remember exactly all the other stuff that was that was up there but uh i wasn't changing the launching deal stupid yeah they're playing with the language on helmet to helmet or leading with your helmet too sounds like they're gonna make that more ambiguous some good ones though philadelphia wants to uh here's what specific teams brought to the table philly wants to wear number zero that passed uh the fourth and 20 thing was also their idea where instead of punting, you can run one fourth and 20 play the chargers want more time on the play clock after instant replays uh, Detroit wants to challenge personal fouls like roughing, and they want more opportunities with the third challenge. It sounds like they just love replay review over there. So <laughs> that's a big negative mark in the, uh, in the lions, what you call side of the uh, ledger. That's the word I was searching for. Uh, Houston wants the booth to review failed fourth down attempts. Rams also want roughing reviewable. And then we have this one from the jets coach. Maybe you can interpret this. Uh, by the New York Jets, amends Rule 12, Section 2, Article 6, to expand the crackback prohibition to players who go in motion and go beyond the center to block, split, flow, block, a defender below the waist. Does that mean, every, what, just about everybody mm-hmm. can throw a crackback or be called for? If you go no. in motion? No, if you, if you go in motion and you cross the center is the way I understand that. Um, so So basically, this would be like jet sweep motion, Slot back comes out. Maybe he crack blocks the edge rusher and they run a, like a slip screen or something. Yes. Yeah. There would okay. be no crack back block against a, a, to against against him on the edge rusher. Uh, or, or terrible the, idea. It, it would be crack the, blocking the second most important position in all of football. It would be it would be it, let me tell you who would who would who would benefit from that the, the least, and that would be the outside linebacker. Yeah. The outside linebacker would be catching it in the ear all the time on that deal. Mm. it doesn't seem safe but interesting yeah. well and, yeah. and, and, and i my hat's Sal off is over there saying my playbook really rests on this this year i got a lot of motion with crack blocks I, I i really uh really kind of find it intriguing that the jets would try to fly that up the pole yeah if we're if we're trying to eliminate helmet to helmet and these un um let's see un un how do i say this undefended contact the the these, yeah. these the contact between players that are that is as uh indefensible mm-hmm, the, the crackback block is right up there with everything that that is i mean that essentially started the con- i mean a, a crackback block is devastation yeah that's the defensive player that they're talking about well and it should be i mean a, a defensive that's a defenseless player who who does not see it coming and gets his lights put out Yep, he gets Chad Clifton, gets Warren Sapp. It's like it's like John Lynch um, being like, "Let's bring back helmet to helmet on a crossing route." The former safety. <laughs> well, have you guys about, There is one rule that I think is amazing that they passed, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet, but uh, gambling aspect, they're allowing you to bet in stadium. Did you guys talk about that, that yet? I did. Yep. See that. Yeah, on game day. Yeah. I am so I, I'm all for that. One, it expands gambling and it helps people get into it. But two, um, for the actual sports betters out there, it gives you a huge edge because you can actually live bet in the stadium. You have access, you have a leg up on the books. The books mm-hmm. all have a leg up on you when you're watching at your house because they've got to feed faster than yep. you. That's and awesome. you actually have an edge if you know what you're doing. And plus, it gets the casual fan excited there. I mean, you're gonna go up and pay what. for a freaking beer and a hot dog or whatever the hell it is. At least you can feel like you can win some of your money back by betting at the game. I think it's great. That is. And uh, I actually do like the, uh, the fact that they, they threw in the revenue sharing between the teams. Like you get to keep, I think your first 20 million. And then after that you share, 
throughout the league because you know some some stadiums aren't allowed to do it. But I think it's great. I think it's going to expand uh, not yeah. only the just interest into the you know NFL, but also just interest into gambling itself. And, yeah. and let me say, I've got a question. When we say they can gamble at the stadium, does that mean there's a window or that physically? No, there's there, there's yeah. a there's an internet geofence as well that's going to wrap around the stadium. That when you enter that geofence with your VPN or your IP address, right, th- then you can gamble. Yeah. So you like couldn't that. have done that beforehand. I didn't know that. Right. No, you, it's going to yeah, be a different type. No, you're going to have kiosk up the there. Like, yeah. like if you were just want to walk up and place bets before the game or not, or uh, during the they, game, they can do everything. They can have tablets at certain tables. They can have whatever, where you can be if just you're in the club. Down. Level, if you're in a booth, you could be sitting and live betting. They, they have, the, you the know, they're all open. You but know, it's there's going to be only if it's legal in that area already. Well, yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. So now that this passes, the Packers have a lot of pull in Wisconsin as, no. as a corporation. So the coach is like, no. So maybe <laughs> this helps them push the legislation over the edge. You would think it would be more so the NFL having the power. Now, yes. I know the Packers do too, but just the NFL well, itself. Because the Packers are to here, that, they'll yeah. have the right lobbyist in place. And that lobbyist will well, have I don't, I've, I've thought that amount too. Of money to I thought that too. That. But like, I've been confused at like, for example, in my state in Washington, it's heavily Democratic, and you would think a Democratic state would be pushing these sports betting laws and, and getting well, California struck it down. They don't get a taste yeah, of this at all. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get well, what the pushback Oklahoma's is. Oklahoma's the same way. Oklahoma yeah, did it. They they're, they're is it, Oklahoma is right, going purple. To, it's so red. This is going I'm to telling you, like they they're trying to get it done. The the governor here is trying to get it done. I I am hoping. That it that it does pass in the near future here, but yeah, so, it's the same way. I don't understand. I don't get what the political pressure is on either side. Of why so, deny right. it? I don't get. So it. there's nuance to this, guys. So the, each state is different, right? So Oklahoma is dealing with a, a lot of native tribes. That's a different well, battle. So are we. Yes. It's so in, in Oklahoma. It's not about the gambling. No, it's about it, the it, revenue share split. Yeah, well, they got to come to a contract agreement. We're getting a sports book in Wisconsin, and I think that's going to affect it. Don't you think so? So we we so we have passed gambling on Indian tribes, which Oklahoma right. already has that, right. right? But you can't do it out here. So now what we're going to find ourselves wait, in wait is a in a battle with the with the native tribes here on but, revenue sharing. But I can see the Packers partnering with Oneida. Yes, yes, yes. but the Native but American have- tribes here in Oklahoma don't have sports gambling. Oh, they don't. No, no. you're kidding. They have gambling. They don't have a sports book. Wow. Oh, I did not know that. I thought no. they did. No. Uh-uh. How have they not pulled that off? That's they, that's they, a little. It's exactly my question is how in the world everybody thought that was going to be the big uh, compromise a year ago when when the governor went to the tribes and said, oh, for the last 150 years, we've had a 12 percent agreement. But now we don't think that's right. And we're going to renegotiate. And that went really, really, uh, really bad, really quick. And everybody said the big solution was going to be sports gambling because he was going to say okay we'll give you the sports book if you'll renegotiate our our percentage um with the state but it didn't work out that way hey uh you know this is patriot sports radio so i feel like this isn't too out of the out of the realm of what i should be able to say on here but the hell we doing having the government tell us what we can and can't bet on Right. Listen, yeah, if I don't want to go in and bet on the freaking Lakers to win tonight, I should be able to go up anywhere that wants to take my action and do it. The hell we need the government here to tell us what we can and can't do. What are they doing? Protecting us. Listen, listen. <laughs> all right. I'm okay. I got my guns. I'm good. I'll protect myself. You worry about well, you. Okay. And right? there's a, I mean, there's, come a, there, yes. there's a few dudes in every state that are arguing on who's going to get the log hunting cabin out of the deal from the lobbyist. I mean, it's, it's, it's all bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one of our taxes. They were just make sure we pay taxes on all yeah, our they, ladies, which is all and to just add to what you're what. saying is in Oklahoma, I will tell you when I was growing up on every corner, there was a seven 11 and right next to the seven 11 was a liquor store. They were in the same yeah. building. Yeah. Now it's changed. And my kids know every seven 11 with the weed shop right next to it. Yeah. It's yep. exactly the same. So, so, <laughs> so we have a weed shop on every corner, but I can't bet on, on NFL football here. I think it's yeah. asinine. It really you is. Better not. You better not Chris. Yeah. Don't do it. And no. if you do yeah. it, you got to send your money overseas and hope that it's, 
not some kind of junk deal. Yeah, that mess don't work comes out. Back to you, you it's know? exactly right. You're betting <laughs> in Bitcoin. Well, yen. <laughs> we're about uh, we're about 44 minutes in. Seems like a great time for the new segment. 44 seconds with the coach because coach uh, doesn't need 45 and 43 ain't enough. That's all I know about this segment, coach. Well, I can tell you, it, my, the segment's gonna today is a. It, it, this is one thing that I've been looking at um, this this week. The final four, I've been watching it. If you guys happen to see the, um, you know the FAU game, FAU and San Diego state. It was a phenomenal game. You know, I saw a, a, a statistic that kind of struck me as crazy. Number one, it's the worst rated final four that they've had in many years. And, and I thought it was the best, but the thing that was really interesting to me was there wasn't a one McDonald's all American in, in wow. a roster on the four teams that were left. There wasn't one. Which, which, which I think is indicative of the United States of America that we live in today. It's, it's, it's the individualization of society. And here's why I'm saying that. Um, the product was amazing. The, 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 the game the other night was quite possibly one of the most entertaining back and forth games. I mean, I, I really great. thought at FAU had put that to bed at, at halftime. I thought that that was pretty much over. And, and they just... You know, uh, San Diego State just kept clawing and clawing, and, and they obviously hit the winning shot. But here in America, we have, as a society, become fascinated with individualization. It's one of the hardest things to teach. It's one of the hardest things to coach in young people. Everybody in, in, in this generation wants a, 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 a me. You know, it's all about me. It's all about me. And, and the team concept has gone away. I would propose that. Uh, we bring that back in a big way. And, and this is my example is, is, is these teams uh, are great teams. They, they play a role and they play a great, uh, you know, they have a great, great team com- concept and chemistry. They don't necessarily have one just star that, that, and, and people, yeah. people should, should tune into that. And, and in America, I think we should have a little bit more, this group and or, or a little bit less this group and that group and a little bit more you've got to be part of the team before you can be a, an individual and and that's that's kind of where I'm going with this is is this week specifically I, I've I've made that point to several young people is is you see these teams that are at the elite and the pinnacle because they work together as a team and there's no one guy there's no yeah. one guy and yeah. and I think that that's that's the same way in society right now is everybody wants to be well, I'm part of this group or I'm this person instead of, you know, we're all the same as, as far as Americans and we're all the same, you know, uh, as far as being a part of helping each other out. And, and, and that's just where I'm going with my 44 seconds. And uh, that's all I got. Did you see the post game interview with the guy who hit the winning shot? I did. Did you? It was phenomenal. His demeanor? Yep. He was not gloaty. Nope. He wasn't even smiling. Nope. He was like, I'm here to work, does a team. Does which the tells me, which tells me the environment. The environment yep. that, that that program is in right now is all about one machine, one goal, one, you know, and, and that is done. something that's rare. He's like, not done. Yeah, that happened, but I, I did, I'm not, we're not done. Like, that was totally that's not the goal. Real. Amazing. I personally think it was terrible because I had uh, FAU plus 650 to win it all, <laughs> and they only scored seven points in the last goddamn 12 minutes of the game. This is exactly what's wrong with college basketball. These teams get a big lead, and they choke mm-hmm. down the end. Go they don't the run show. their offense. Yeah. They just sit there, and they play keep away, and they they do all these things, and they foul when they shouldn't foul. Oh, it's college basketball version of the blow up a double-digit lead. Oh, my God, it pissed me off. And I'm like, yeah. I got plus 650 on you. All you got to do is win this game. Game. And then I, you know, th- I'm like, okay, well, you know, San Diego State's got to make this th- the shot, and the guy makes it, and I'm like, the hell is going on here? As, as soon as it left his hand, man, that was a, it, it was a great, <laughs> he knew great it was shot. I, I didn't even have to wait to see. It go. I yep. go, oh, that guy knows it's in. He yep. knows it's in. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he just, I mean, it was. I mean, a, it was a if, pure shot. If anyone's ever, if you're an athlete, you've ever played any sport. When something, whether it's basketball, football, whatever, when something just goes so perfect and you know, oh, I, I nailed it, 
I just nailed it. You had that feeling. You can see that look on another player. Like when a basketball player goes up right. and shoots it and you go, oh, that's going in. I don't even have to watch because right. they just have that. It's that feeling. It's just it's like, the oh. same way in baseball. When, when, yeah. Whenever a, a hitter hits it, like like especially to win the game in a walk-off, they just know it. They just know yeah. it. And you yeah. can see yeah. it. The pitcher knows it. The hitter knows it. Yeah. Everyone in the park that, that sees it happen, it's just a – It's it, you couldn't see the scales tip so far. You know, it just no. – it's it's really interesting. Um, anyhow, thank you, Coach. To your point, I I think everybody pretty much agrees. It's because I think <clears throat> this is where capitalism goes a little too far, and there's too much at the other end that you can shoot for. And I'm going to use Kyrie Irving as an example. It makes a ton of money. Um, he doesn't have to be on a winning team. Um, he can be on a crappy team, make a ton of money. It doesn't matter. He's one with LeBron, but aside from that. This guy just makes it all about himself. Uh, he plops down into different teams, spreads his cancer, leaves, plays the victim. And the sad part is he could be an incredible player that could have probably been a part of championship winning teams. Mm -hmm. But we love the good player and we don't love the team anymore. Uh, You're right. Mainly with the NBA. You can't get around that in the NFL. You will get humbled. Uh, there, There's always going to be guys like Tom Brady who are great. But you can also go out and get your ass kicked the next week and get humbled. In the yep. NBA, it's different. Um, yeah. And, and even look at baseball. You got, we've said it before, we'll say it again, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are on the same team. And if you saw Shohei Otani's amazing opening day performance, you would be shocked to know that they lost. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> but, was, but that, that actually that was is, very shocking. That is indicative of the Angels as a whole. I mean, Yeah, and that paradox <laughs> aside – uh, they lose I, nine I, to six. <laughs> Ten strikeouts. They lost. They lost uh, three to two. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but every game they lose three to two, yeah, nine yeah. to six, eight to five. <laughs> there, there's there will be a correction. I, I, you want to see these guys play in championship games, and uh, Kyrie Irving isn't going to play in a championship game. He might not even play in the playoffs, and he got paired up with Luka Doncic. We're talking two top 10 players in the NBA and they can't get their shit together. Yeah. The coaches yeah. have no sway. It's yeah. European soccer in the NBA. And yeah, that's what the McDonald's all Americans are trying to achieve. Cause that's the role that they're seeing played out in the, in the NBA. Right. And it's sad. And you know what, at the end of the day, they're missing out. They're missing out on so much fun. They're missing Absolutely. out on so many opportunities. And Absolutely. honestly, they're probably missing out on some crazy NIL deals. Now, Do you yep. know what kind of money the Fab Five probably would have got back in the day? Oh, as my a team? God. <laughs> Stupid. And, and, to, and, and, and to, to what you're saying there, as a society, especially in a younger generation, we celebrate that. We mm -hmm. celebrate the individuality of everyone to the extreme, to the point. Right. And I don't, I don't want to wade into you know, moral Nothing stuff. But, I'm just saying this is getting it's getting out of hand and almost like to your point, the the, the pendulum has to come back because a, as I was teaching some history today about the Revolutionary War, I was saying there, you know, this this country was founded upon a team concept, not an individual. Yes, we had great individual people, but but in athletics, we young people celebrate the individuality of everybody. You're right. The team concept is going away. Um, it just, it's sad. And, and I, the reason I think it will swing back is whether they're influenced by what they see in the NBA, where it's all about me, you still have some killer instinct players that want to win. And mm -hmm. it's not going to be very fun to do a one and done at Kentucky where everybody mocks you for not even making what the sweet 16 or the elite eight. Um, I, I think the money is a big deal, but at the same time, these people, the elite athletes, they want to win and they want to compete against other elite athletes and come out victorious. Because at the end of the day, anybody who likes sports will just say, eh, tough shit. You didn't win anything. I don't care. Well, and and, and we can yeah, compare. You, 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 you brought up the door too. they all have excuses for when it doesn't work out. You know, well, That's you you brought up the trouble. NBA and I, I mean, two great examples there. I mean, we, we can look at a Michael Jordan and a LeBron James. I mean. Michael Jordan knew enough to surround himself with role players that made his team great. Although he was the greatest of all time, uh, bar none. Uh, then we had LeBron who, who did it a different way, but different, different trajectories and different levels of success. And, and that's kind of, you know, that's kind of LeBron what I does get it for all of that. We like to gripe about LeBron, all of his annoying things that he does 
aside. The guy knows I can't do this by myself. That's why you think he's jumping to the Lakers. Like he can't carry that whole wagon by himself. All these players, you can, you can criticize wanting to join a super team, but at the end of the day, these, these guys are pretty smart. It's, you're, it's not going to be a one trick pony uh, that that's win- winning in the NBA anymore. Not even close. Like look I, at the Warriors think, this year. I think LeBron doesn't get it. I think if he got it, he would get out of his own way because he 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 doesn't. You know, he wants to be the coach. He wants to be the GM. He wants to be all of those. I mean, Jordan GM. never did that. Jordan well, that's didn't ego. That's he just didn't, ego. he didn't want to be the GM. He didn't want to be the coach. He allowed he allowed himself to be coached by a guy named Phil Jackson who was pretty good. But I mean, I I don't I don't agree that LeBron does get it. I think if he got it, he would have a chance to be the greatest of all time, but he, he just does it differently. Yeah. And he's well, going to get I'm, his, I mean, he's going to get his, I'm going to bow out. Thank you for letting me come in and crash a stream with you guys. It's been fun. I miss everyone. I miss, I miss <laughs> you guys. We got to do this more. Um, it, it's Draft a, a weird time of the year, yeah. a weird time of the year, but, uh, Hey, I just wanted to say also for you guys and obviously the listeners, whenever this come out, um, Tomorrow night, April 3rd, 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. I'm going to be live over on Rumble. I love Rumble. Rumble's been amazing. Chris and I have been talking about Rumble. Uh, had a 100,000, damn near almost a 100,000 viewed stream the yeah. other morning over on Rumble. I mean, Rumble's been freaking awesome. But uh, we're going to be live on Rumble and YouTube and all the other spots. But go over Rumble because we love Rumble. Rumble and just search Game On Show over there gonna be live with my golf expert i know we got plus money golf on this you know this network this show everything like that but i'm telling you my guy here this is a guy that that he's got notepads already of just just details everything you need to know about about the 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 sport of golf and the masters he's been at augusta he's played augusta he watches the practice rounds the sky cam practice round he'll watch it on wednesday my guy He's listen, no one knows more than my guy about this course. Okay. And he's going to tell you everything you need to know. He's already been checking the weather. He's already told me, listen, it's going to be wet. It's going to be nasty. I've got some, I've got some of these guys that are favorites to, you know, win the whole thing that everyone's betting on that. I don't even think is going to make the cut and we can get plus 600 plus 650 on some of these guys to miss the cut. And I'm like, are you serious? And he laid it out for me and I go, we've got it. We've got to put this on screen. So you guys are interested in that. You guys want to make some money? Come over to Game On Show over on Rumble, eight thirty p.m. Pacific, Monday night, April third. It's going to be a fun time. So uh, we'll be live there. And once again, thank you for letting me come over and uh, crash the stream for a little bit, hang out with you guys. I miss you guys, and we will do this more. And uh, yeah, I got to go chase down some little kiddos. I hear them screaming in the background. So uh, peace out, that. everyone. Have a good night. And take care, Will. <laughs> later all right we'll uh we, end we didn't on even this have to one. say tom brady three times and he showed up oh yeah wild <laughs> i guess that's just in the in season you have to do that yeah <laughs> um we'll wrap it up with this one nba marijuana ban lifted while we're on basketball legalize it uh reportedly removing marijuana from its list of banned substances and will no longer drug test players for it as part of the new Seven-year CBA, that's a collective bargaining agreement for you casuals. The move first reported on Saturday by Sham Sharania, who is the new Woj. Like, he, Woj has been taken over. Shams is the guy in the NBA now. Um, he said that they formally codified what has been the league's decision to do temporarily since, uh, since COVID. <laughs> when they put him in the bubble, I think that was part of the deal. Like, look, we'll go, but... <laughs> We're getting high all we want or we're not going. We're letting her rip. (laughs) And that's how the Lakers won a championship. Uh, Adam Silver signaled this. Yeah. Before that. And now, now they're doing it. So good for them. Gosh, is there there more of a horseshit rule just to have arbitrary control in any scenario? If you really wanted to pop a guy, just drug test him for marijuana. Yeah whatever yeah man. i mean really now seems like a great time to remind you that if you go to canabloompharmacy.com and use code psr you'll get 10 percent off your purchase but not only that you'll get an education and make some new friends jake and everyone down at canabloom pharmacy 2770 east summer street Hartford, wisconsin are friendly 
knowledgeable. You won't feel lost or uncomfortable because they'll help you find whatever you're looking for, even if you don't know exactly what you're looking for. They have everything from cannabis-infused gummies, tinctures, vape products. They got cannabis-infused honey. They got beverages, whatever you require. They have this THCA flower, which is very different from the Delta-infused flower that's been on the market so far, which is bullshit. This is big strides, this stuff. So, whether you have aches and pains, trouble sleeping, or your dog is scared of thunderstorms, Canna Bloom Pharmacy with an F has safe, natural, effective products to help your situation. Go to C A N N A B L O O M F A R A M like farm, acy.com to use code PSR to get 10% off your purchase today. I tried to speed through the spelling it. I can't do that. All right. We're at an hour, boys. That flew. Let me just scroll down, find the part. There it is. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We truly do appreciate it. We encourage you to tell your friends, share the show on social media, maybe send us one of those five-star reviews. Spotify people, it's really easy. You just click the fifth star. I'm not seeing that number go up as much as I'd like to. Join our Discord. It's my pinned tweet at PSR host guy. Go to PatriotSportsNow.com. Find all of our stuff. Follow the show at PatriotsPod on the Twitter and share the show with all the cool people in your life, but not the dicks. Till next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick the outro. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.